Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Y'all, it's your girl Bianca McMillan, straight from Memphis, Tennessee. Your actress, your entertainer, your content creator, and I'm hanging with my girl in a Esco with Verbally Effective Podcast. It's DJ King. You know how I'm rocking. It's DJ King. You bastards rocking with Miss Ina Esco in the Verbally Effective Podcast. You did. Hey guys, it's Ina Esco. Thank you so much for joining me yet again for the Verbally Effective Podcast. I want to start it off by saying Happy New Year. This is the first podcast of 2022. Thank you guys for joining me today. You know, Verbally Effective is all about, you know, art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. Before we jump in the pod today, I definitely want to send you to the merch website. It's ivymultimediashop.com. Get your hoodies, get your tees, get your Henry mask. And also, I need you to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. And also, check out their YouTube. See all the visuals on the Ina Esco YouTube channel. Let's jump right in for the first pod of the year. I got my good friend with me, Mr. Tony Smith. He is a curator of all things party life in Memphis. Fly guy Tony, what's up? I'm already thrilled by the fact that I'm the first person to be here. Yes! Welcome. Welcome you. to my humble abode. Hey, uh, thank you. Yes. I'm to be here. And I get yes. to sit next to the lovely Ina Esco. Yes. <laughs> and Tony, you know, I met you a while back. Uh, yeah. This was when you first jumped in the party game. Um, I'm trying to think of the spot downtown we were at. Um, Devin introduced me to you. Was it um, Was it Cafe 24-7? I be- it was it on Bill? It was on Bill Street. So it was either uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. It was Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. But when we met, you were very hospitable. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe an hour after we met, it was lit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who are all these people here? Like, yeah. you know, so I know you know how to do what you do as yes, far ma'am. as this party life is concerned. Yeah. So we're going to get all in your business today, Let's Tony go. Smith. We're going to start at the beginning. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Mississippi. I'm from the Delta. Mississippi boy. I have Mississippi mud on my boots. <laughs> okay. I'm from the Delta, Indianola, Mississippi. Those Sunflower County. Shout out to all my friends and family back home. Indianola, where, where is that from here? Uh, right. Like a two and a half hour drive. Okay. Like if you know if you know where Clarksdale is and mm-hmm. you know Greenville is, I'm in the middle of those. Wow. How yes. was it grow, growing up in Indianola? Uh, I was country as hell and I grew up country <laughs> as hell and I didn't know I was country as hell as I moved back to Memphis, moved to Memphis and then went back. I was like, damn, like. 
This how I was me growing up. <laughs> Why did you like, say you you were country? I just did country. What that mean? It's just like man, like I grew up making mud balls. Like if it's raining, like I was a child, child. I was a boy. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm if it's raining outside, like grandma, can I go outside? I'm like yeah, don't be out there too long. Mm-hmm. Man, we out there running, stopping real fast, sliding in the rain. Um, it's mud right there. So like man, you want to have a mud ball fight? It's mm-hmm. like we did country stuff. Like, and then I got family who are even more country than I am. So you go over their house, and they like in Hattiesburg, Monticello area. Yeah, so they that. got like hogs, yeah. uh, chickens, a whole farm. Yeah, they got all of it. And this like real, like this is where I grew up, and that was so normal to me until I moved to Memphis. And I went back. I was like, damn, I don't really want to go back there with them pigs. That okay, I ain't trying to be around them hound dogs. But, 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 do, but do you love country life? I love it, and I, it was amazing. I got to show like my my wife, like because she grew up in Memphis, White Haven, okay. so. She okay. got to go down and see that. It's like, damn, like, this is dope as hell. Like, I know she ain't never seen no shit like this before. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a culture shock, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. For wow. Sure. So tell me about your family dynamic. I know you grew up in Indianola, but, yeah. you know, brothers, sisters. Uh, I got um, I got three brothers. Wow. So I'm the oldest of three brothers. And, like, one of my brothers, a lot of people know him, DJ Skywalker. Shout out to you, too. All right, other two brothers, they um, what high school, the other ones in middle school. Wow. And so my, my pops stay in Nashville, and then my mom's here. So, okay. yeah, we kind of deep right now. Yeah, and I, I grew up in the church. Grew up like, in the church? Yeah, so you was in, in the choir and everything? Or you I went was, to, to I, Sunday school? I, I and... was in, like, with my grandmother, okay. I was in the Sunshine Band. I was in Sunday school. Okay, Sunshine in, Band. Wait, Bible study, YPWW, I don't, I, like all of it. Okay. If, the, if the church was open, I was there. Okay. I moved to Memphis to kind of slow down, thank God. That was too much church for me at the time. <laughs> but I didn't even know I was church. going to church too much. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool, though. Yeah. But you know what? Often when we grow up with our close to our grandmothers, we're doing what, what they do. Mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of church with my grandmother as yeah. well. So, but that's a good foundation. Yeah, most definitely. Like my first real memory is me in the in the in the church on mm-hmm. the back seat with my cousins, and my grandma turned around like, "Y'all better stop doing all that playing." Okay. I'm like, okay, and I straightened up. Wow. Like, that's my first real memory. So what brought you to Memphis? Um, my mother moved here after uh, graduating from college, and it's like it was just time for me to move on because I was just mm-hmm. I'm with my grandma. There's only so much that she can do for me. Mm-hmm. I need to be around my mother, and my mother would really take on the responsibility. Like, hey, give me my son. Let's do our thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, mama, give me my baby yeah, back. Like, let's go and go. And I didn't want to leave Mississippi. But okay. once I got here, I was like, okay, Memphis is cool. I still hated it for a minute, but I grew to love it. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to Mississippi after being here for so long, I was like, you know what? I'm straight on Mississippi. Like, let me let me stay in the city. I like to see yeah, you like, like that fast yeah, Memphis life, right? Yeah, How old different. were you when you moved to Memphis? Uh, officially, I was probably like what fifth, sixth grade. Fifth or yeah, sixth, fifth grade. sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. And what high school did you attend? I attended Overton High School. Ooh. Yeah. Performing arts. Shout out to all the Wolverines, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you performing at Overton? Uh, I actually did my ninth grade year. And so this is a funny story. So I went to Hickory's Middle School. Okay. And uh, I was in the orchestra. And so, Okay, what were you yeah. playing in the orchestra? At first, I was playing the violin. Okay. And so, like, we had our first symphony. And, like, my um, we up there, I'm performing and everything. And my homies look up there. They say, you know, they, it's the orchestra. There ain't nobody paying attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So all my friends out there, they playing. And so they look up there like, is that Tony? And I'm up there with the violin. Like, I'm rocking out, feeling good. <laughs> all I hear was, hell no. Nah. I know that ain't little Tony up there. I said, damn. So I'm still up there playing. Man, Tony playing the violin. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, bro, I know they ain't finna cook me like this. Right. They started cooking me. And I'm like, so after that symphony, I did my thing. I'm like, man, I said, I don't want to do this no more. 
them out. Because your friends <laughs> cooked you. Like, they, they did not play no game. So I went back to my uh, to the director. I like, yo, can I play something else? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to put you on the bass. So like, I ended up going to Overton to play, be in the orchestra. Wow. Yeah, but it's like, I just, my attention just, I lost focus and I just mm-hmm. started doing other things. Okay, but you yeah, lost focus, like, but while you were focused, you can you can actually read music. Oh yeah, okay, well I could me. read music. I don't know if I can still read. I haven't looked at the uh, notes right now. Ever lose that? <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think that's something you'll I'm, ever lose. I mean, I I, I want to get another bass guitar and see how that goes, but as of right now, it's like, will I even have time to pick it up? Because I'm always moving. Okay, well, you know, we always go back to the things we love to yeah. do, so we'll see. It might be a level of peace for me. Like, yeah, you know, for this. real. Yeah. I'm surprised, you know, since this pandemic, you haven't went and purchased a base. So. No, since this pandemic, I decided to go harder. Like, what can I do? Like, okay. Yeah, there's more moves be made. People are getting rich in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I got to find my way to get rich in this pandemic. Okay. So it's like sitting down and, like, playing with my, it, not playing with it, but it's like, let me find, my, find out what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Gotcha. Let me go a little bit harder. Gotcha. Well, before we go full speed into this pandemic conversation, mm-hmm. um, I do want to ask you, what did you do after you graduated from Overton? Uh, I went to Lane College for a semester, and then I okay. went to MTSU. So okay. shout out to the Blue Raiders. I'm shouting out everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to MTSU. And, for, and MTSU is where, like, I threw my first party at, too. So that's okay, so that was your, what made you throw your first party at MTSU? It wasn't really my decision. It's like, I was just funny as hell on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so one of the hottest DJs up there at the time was like, yo, Breezy. And I, I used to go to their parties anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where all the women were. So I was like, I'm going to go to this party. So I'm in there and party and stuff like this. So I'm on Twitter and I'm funny as hell. Like, I had no filter on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, no filter at all. Like, we talked about currency, me and my own homeboy, d We checked currency so bad one time to the point where he DM'd us. And what's the other dude, Lil Duval? Mm-hmm. We talked about him so bad so one time to where he DM'd it like, yo, bro, can y'all relax a little bit? Well, it was funny, oh, but like, damn. Wow. But like, dude, we just had no filters. So it's like, man, they reached out like, bro, like, y'all, like, genuinely yourselves and stuff like that. Y'all funny as hell, and people rock with y'all. Would y'all, like, mind throwing, help me throw a party? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, what you want to do? And then he like, well, I'm in G2. I'm like, oh, G2, shit. I said, bro, we be at them parties anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah. He was like, man, uh, would you mind helping me throw, um, like, just promoting the party? I said, what all you need me to do? He said, you dropped the fire a couple times. I'm like, bet. Not knowing the magnitude of the party or nothing like this. So he brought me, um, like, a week later, he brought me an envelope. He was like, where you stay at? Like, I'm stay over here. He was like, all right, bet. Like, I'm going to you this money. I'm like, I, what, what the fuck? I like, all I asked to get my friends in. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I wasn't looking for a quarter. She got paid and everything. Yeah, I was like, man, I said, I just want to get my friends. I said, if I have to help you, like, can my friends come? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bet. So, man, he bring me an envelope. I called him. I said, yo, I said, you know you gave me X amount of dollars, right? He was like, yeah. I said, this how I be? He was like, most of the time. I said, shit, let me know if you need me to throw another one. Okay. <laughs> and so from there, it just got started. So I was like, man, they had a whole team already, of course. Uh-huh. But I was like, man, I was, money it drove me. So it's like, yeah. I was going to school. A fly guy, Tony, actually came from me being an aerospace major. I was about to ask you what was your major at MTSU. <laughs> yeah, it was aerospace flight dispatch. That's where Fly Guy Tony came from. I was never fly. Like, as far as dressing, it's like, you, know, you dress okay, but you're not Fly Guy. But mm-hmm. that came from me being an aerospace major. Wow. So he was like, man, you know, whatever you, so I tell him, like, whatever y'all need me to do, like, I'm willing to do it. So they're like, well, we got a meeting with these people. I'm like, babe, hey, what y'all be talking about? Let me go to the meeting with y'all. So that's how that happened. Wow. So there's Fly Guy Tony. I, I thought it was, you know, your your 
You're mm. a zhuzh, you're... Nah, nah. Like, je ne sais quoi. Mm-mm. I actually didn't get fly until I got with my woman, and she helped me get fly. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I wasn't fly guy until I got with my girl. That's when... You heard that, like wifey. That. You heard what he said. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so MTSU Aerospace Major. Yeah. That seems like a very intense major. It is. Like, like my grades were excellent. It's like, man, me going to class, it's like, that was the hardest part about it, because you can only miss three classes for a semester. Okay. And, you know, we in college, we missing classes. So it's like, Especially man, with your party stuff going? Especially with the party stuff going. So it's like, I'm going, making straight hundreds, A's on tests. It's like, Tony, we got to have a meeting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss four classes. Like, shit. Like, let me buckle down then. Yes. But, yeah, it was very intense. Then it was like, a lot of math was included, so I enjoyed that part of it, too. So you're really good at math. I like to think I am. A lot of people around me think I am, too, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you be counting them dollars yeah. from the jump. I got this eyeball. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so once you graduated college, what was next? Um, me moving back to Memphis. Okay. And so it's like I still got my, and then my girl, she had graduated by the time, and she was back here as well. So I stayed up there for like another year or two maybe. Mm-hmm. And I come home, it's like, damn, like, where, what am I going to do here? Did it's you like, work? I worked, but it wasn't in the industry that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what am I about to do? Yeah. So I would call my homies who in Nashville, like, yo, like, we should do something here in Memphis because... I'm the type of crowd that I want to be around, but I don't see that nowhere here in the city. Mm-hmm. It was there, but it was still one for me, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, he like, they were like, shit, what you want to do? I said, I'm going to find a venue. Like, y'all want to come throw a party? So I would call them to come to Memphis to throw parties. Mm-hmm. And so I would put something together, and then they'll, we'll have an event. So after so long, it's like, well, I'm calling my way down here. I was like, yo, can I break a party and do my own thing? It's like something I don't really have to ask, but I'm asking now just because. Y'all brought me into this. So it's mm-hmm. like, man, I want to carry the name down here in Memphis and let me do my thing. And so it's like I found a venue which was on pop. It's called Growlers now, actually. Growlers, yeah. Man, that was my like first party by myself. I used my homie's um, party night. It was called Drink with Friends. Mm-hmm. I said, can I borrow that night? He was like, yeah. I like that. So I man, threw a party called Drink with Friends. I'm on a microphone. <laughs> I'm taking cash at the door. And I'm also doing my own security. <laughs> oh, so my. So that's when Andy came in the picture. He was like, yo, bro, you need some help. I said, hell, yeah. I was like, bro, what, what you can you like, bro, I'll take the cash. I'm like, bet. I called him right at the park. Like, well, he helped me on the second one, actually. He was like, bro, whatever you need, like, just let me know. I said, bro, you can take the cash at the door. I was like, bro, I said, I can't be on the microphone walking around entertaining people and trying to take care of money. Like, it's so many people that ain't free. I didn't even care, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, like... The first party. Me, like, the first few. Like, I still don't care about people getting in free. It's like, I really want to create a vibe. Mm-hmm. I want you to have a good time. Like, when you think of Tony Smith, I want you to think of a good time. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, charge you at the door. It's like, nah, come have a blast. I, I'm going to make the event to where I can charge you for and get that real money for. Wow. Yeah. And that was... Okay, what year would you say that was? Uh, I would say that was, like, five years ago, maybe six, five, six five years ago. Five years ago. That was yeah. the beginning. So you knew beginning. you wanted to do these parties in Memphis. Was there anyone, you know, in this nightlife world that's already in Memphis that assisted you or, or helped you? Um, not, I would say the first person to come and help would be Marvin Todd. Okay. And, like, he was coming to the coast. So we moved away from the Growler situation and got the Cafe 72 port spot. Mm-hmm. And so I used to see Marvin walk in. I never knowing who he was. And he would walk in. I was like, bro, who the, who the hell is he? Like, why everybody know him? Like, this is my party. <laughs> who <laughs> like, is that? Man, who the hell is this? And so, like, uh, I think he sent me a DM or something like that one time. And I was like, this is when I found out, like, oh, it's Marvin Todd. I said, what he do? He throw a party. I was like, oh, okay, cool. See, so he was like, you want to see some of my birthday party? I'm like, shit, where you going to be? He was like, pre-bay. I'm like, hell yeah, I help you. What you need me to do? 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was, like, the first, my real person, like, to, like, help me with anything. So I call him right now. Yeah. Okay, what time it is? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. If I got a question, I'm going to call. Yeah. He might not answer the phone, and sometimes he will. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, that's the number, that's the first person to really help me. Marvin is awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I, I can feel you when you said that, you know, you was looking around, uh, you wanted to do a party, and you didn't see what you wanted because you're a different generation from the people I party with in Memphis, right? So with a different generation, I know you guys want different things. You know, you're trying to create a different atmosphere. How would you describe, like, the party life atmosphere for your generation right now? For mine, it's like we are young professionals, so we are all trying to get it. We all have 401k plans. We want to have fun. We want to get drunk as fuck and go home safely. Okay. Like, I got something to live for. You got something to live for. We Mm -hmm. got you got a business that you're trying to do. I got a business idea that I'm trying to work. Like, let's work together. Let's make this happen. Like, everybody's just chasing something. Everybody wants something out of life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's some beautiful people, too. So it's like, man, like, mm-hmm. you dress nice. I want to be around people that dress nice. Mm-hmm. I want to be around people that put Vaseline on, smell good all uh. the time, pants is on your hip. Like, that's what I want to be around. So, like, all of us just start to attract one another to, and be around each other. Like, mm-hmm. this how, and then we're going to have a blast. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trip about tipping that person or how many drinks I got. If I bought five drinks, do you need five? I'm going to get you five drinks, too. Yeah, like, we honey, just gonna, you can hold that alcohol, when you, honey. When you see Tony Smith, I want you to remind He going to get you a, a drink. I want to remind you of a good time, for real. Yes. <laughs> like, I am a vibe. Now, what would you say was your best party you ever threw? Um, to date. To date. I would say it's between Top Off Sunday with Andy Woods, my business partner, mm-hmm. and also my, my birthday party that I just did. When was like, this? In December. I did it December 17th. It was called, like, a winter story. Oh, and, like, yeah. When I say, like, I feel so good. I didn't make my money back, and I didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. I feel good. I feel like a rapper who did it without, like, a label. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had no promotion, no nothing behind me. It was just me, and I tackled this, and I did this amazing mm-hmm. event. So I had, like, a dinner party before the party, and it was, like, an open bar situation. Mm-hmm. Brain food was, um, they were the uh, caterers. So Brain Food catered the event, open bar. So everybody drunk as hell at the open bar mm. and uh, the dinner. As soon as the dinner ends, we got the champagne toast. After the champagne toast, we walk right across the hall. And the party is right there across the oh, hall. Oh, good. So it was like, we don't have to go far. So, man, by the time you get to the party, you throw. Like, you, then mm. that's when it opens up to the public. And then I was only, I only sold 50 tickets. Mm-hmm. And I sold those 50 tickets in like four or five hours. It was like, your but, birthday. Like, it's crazy. Birthday like, boy. Yeah, so, like, when I say, like, I feel so good, and then, like, the work and production behind it, I was like, bro, I did a real good job. I can't believe I did this shit. I think I remember your yeah. picture from your birthday party on Instagram. What would you say is the worst party you've ever thrown? Privé. Okay. Why yeah. would you say that? That was the first party we, like, so that was, like, we were really feeling ourselves. So mm-hmm. I called, our uh, new Pepper had something to do with pre Prevay. Mm-hmm. If I call Pepper right now, he would, it's, he going to talk loud as hell, but he going to tell you how we're talking. I ain't mine. He like, mine, yeah, young nigga. <laughs> you said, mine, you finna put on, you finna take over. And I was talking like that. Like, mine said, bro, we finna have this young so turn. Well, I'm talking about we talking shit. Oh, Like, we Lord, finna have this young so pebble. turn. And then, like, dude, this is, this is prime mint. Like, mint is going on. We new to the city. So mint is going on. Then you got a little right down the street. And it probably like two, three other clubs, though. Here was me and Andy, two new niggas in Memphis mm-hmm. for throwing parties. So we out there, like, we done paid everything. We like, man, we don't owe nobody now. We good. Man, the parking lot packed as hell. Didn't none of them people come in there, Joe. Everybody damn. left and went somewhere else. I'm like, damn. So we probably got a party where I talked about it. I'm like, baby, we can have three, 400 people. 
Man, we probably had like 60 people. <laughs> but it was still, it was a learning experience, though. I don't feel bad for none of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely a learning experience because, you know, with nightlife, it could be so risky, it I is. would think. It is. You know. It's very risky. Yeah. But you can't have no fear. Like, yeah. really, like, I'm talking about whatever it is I think I want to do. Like, the dinner party thing, like, I did that in like two weeks' times. Mm-hmm. And I like, man, I said, I don't care what it is. I said, man, I'm going to put this shit out here and I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put all my eggs in this one basket and go for it. And I did it. Go for it. Okay, I well, you it. have no fear. Uh, let's fear. talk about coronavirus. 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 <laughs> let's talk about coronavirus uh, as it relates to nightlife. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you're, you're still throwing parties. When I look at your Instagram, uh, people in your circle that are partying with you, Ain't nothing stopping. Mm-mm. Nothing has stopped. Mm-mm. Nor is anyone forcing you to stop either. Mm-mm. So tell me about COVID as it relates to nightlife right now. It's more. It's very difficult because you have some people who are skeptical. They're like, you know what? Like, it's not safe for me, and it's not responsible for me to go out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people my age group, some of them have kids, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't need to be around those two, three hundred people, four hundred people, and I got a child at home, or I had to go see my elderly parents and stuff like that. So, like, just a good percentage of people who's not going out. But for the other ones that are still coming out, I appreciate you. <laughs> because it's like, man, like, Walmart is a business. Like, nightlife is a business. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. People in nightlife, they're like, this is what they do. This is their focus right here. So, mm-hmm. like, we can't stop. We got to keep on going. Like, we got to uplift each other, too. Like, yeah. ain't no time for no hating. Like, bro, bro forget them niggas what they're doing over there. Forget them what they're doing over there. It's like, bro, nah, this is our arena, like. I need you to do well over there. I need to do well over here. Mm-hmm. I need all of us to do well. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. But the coronavirus thing is, I can't wait till it's over. Yeah. It stopped if, a it, lot of, if it's ever over. It's, I mean, it'll die down some type of way, I'm sure. You, Got to. I hope so. Got to. I hope it don't come out with a new virus next month. It's, <laughs> it's probably, I mean, it probably will be because the mutations are really just getting out of hand mm-hmm. right now. But I'm glad to hear that hasn't affected your world with yeah. the nightlife. I mean, it has, but it's like I can't let it stop. Yeah. Like, it's just another obstacle that we got to go through. Yes. 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 Wow. So, what do you want to take this nightlife, Tony? Are you are you are you opening in a club? Are you opening up an establishment we need I'm, to know I'm about? I'm a part of Life Lounge right now. Like Life uh, Lounge. A, a, a good. A, when I say a part, I'm a, I'm the face of Life Lounge right now. Okay. Um. So, like, of course, I want to branch out and do more. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't have nightlife as like my only method of income outside of my other jobs and stuff like. But I want to get into real estate. I want to do this and other. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot more to be done. But as far as, like, outside life, it's like, I do want a restaurant. I want a bar. I was just talking to this guy the other day, and I was like, man, I said, what would be dope is, like, a coffee and uh, coffee and cognac bar or something mm-hmm. like that, where people get to come and smoke cigars with their coffee. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who smoke while they drink coffee. True. But there's no space in Memphis that they can do that. That's different. Yeah, I mean, but I'm pretty sure you know a lot of people who smoke while they drink their coffee. Mm-hmm. Or sit back and read their newspaper. So that's yeah. a... That's a a crowd of individuals who are looking for that and they have nowhere to go. Get that popping in the yeah. 22. It's all kind of stuff to be done. It's like, it's idea after idea. Like, what's next? What's next? What are you going to tackle? It's yes. up to me to do it, though. Yes. And I can be mad at somebody do it before me because I wasted my time and I played around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I believe in you and I think that you're going to pretty much, you know, go for whatever is in your mind right yeah. now because you have been you know, very successful in these, what, five, six years yes, that you've been doing this party life. Yes. I, I I don't think I've seen, you know, 
and and I've been in radio for quite some time, so I've seen a lot of party promoters. But for mm-hmm. you to be so young and successful, I think that's awesome. And then, like, another thing, I don't even like calling myself a party com- promoter. It's like, I'm bro, sorry. Like, no, not it's a party promoter. Well, it's like, a I'm, curator. I'm a curator. Like a, a vibe. I'm a vibe for real. A vibe curator. I have the vibe. Like, I was the, I was the You the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, vibe. Was, I'm a nightlife. Like, I'm an event curator. It's like, I can go into a space in this room right here, like, what needs to be done in this room? Mm-hmm. I can find something to do in this room that'll be cool for four people. Mm-hmm. And these four people are like, yo, we got to do that again next Well, month. you know what? You need your <laughs> own reality show. Like, and I do that, too. Like, I want to be a part of everything going on. As long as it makes sense, I'm with it. Yes, the I'm vibe curator <laughs> reality show. I, I think that you would do well with that. You yeah. got a great personality, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. You yes. Do, you do, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But you know what? Outside of this party life... Um, you know, everyone seeing you at the party. You are a family man as yes. well. Let's talk about that for a minute. Being a family man, I'm a new dad, too. I'm a girl. A new right dad. Yeah, How like, old is your little girl? She's five months. Oh, wow. You are a dad. fresh dad. Yeah, so for the first three months, I hated it. Why? <laughs> I'm like, so I, in my mind, I had, I'm like, you know what? I said, this shit going to be this piece of cake. I can do this. Then the baby came, and I was like, I'm getting home from the club at, what, 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> and the baby was like, yeah, my dad at home. up. I'm like, hold on, you got to be asleep. No. And she is wide awake. So it's like, man, me intoxicated, trying to hold a baby. It's like, but this is not smart or this is not cool right now. I want to go to sleep so bad. Mm-hmm. And like, so she was just giving me hell at first. But now it's like, man, it's amazing. So even everything, like my prices have went up since I had a child. Okay. Like if you need me to do anything, you got to pay my wife for being at home. And you okay. got to pay my daughter as well. I and know, I that's right. Too. So it's like, you got a dog? Yeah, I got a dog too. So it's like, you know what? Like, you might have to pay him too, depending on who I'm doing even for. <laughs> Baby, look, take like, care of the whole time, family, like, huh? My like, prices went up since then. Oh, wow. Like, but, like, being a family man, like, they are my main priority. So, it's like I f- move everything around them. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, is it those, you know what? I want to do something on this day right here. Like, is that cool? Do you have anything planned? Now, nah, I'm going to jump off the porch then. Good. Let's go. And you know yeah. what? Um, being a girl dad, they keep you on your toes. Yeah, most definitely. Like, most definitely. And I got to look out for her. I talk to her like she understand what I'm saying. It's like, you know, and she's slick, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, yeah, let me know. You mm-hmm. can't even talk right now. Baby, she <laughs> she understand it's a bond yeah. uh, with father and daughter. Believe me, I know. Wow. So, you know what? I have learned so much about you today, Tony. Um, yes. You know, I wish you much success in this nightlife and this pandemic and this COVID era. Because yeah. it looked like the show still must go on, right? You got to go on. Right. You got to, and I'm going to do what I got to do. And you and you know what? You decided to do it in Memphis. Before we go, I want you to tell everybody, you know, why Memphis? Why do you choose to, um, you know, express your gift of being a vibe curator here yeah. in the city of Memphis? Why Memphis? Because I feel like there was a void here in the city, and it's like, you know what? Like, this is how and I feel like, but there's a void here. And it's like, for young professionals, like, this is a, it's supposed to be a college town, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. We went to MTSU, um, so we got MTSU, Fitz, Vanderbilt, TSU, all those in the same spot. So those are college towns. It's like, man, like, damn, like, what we had there, they don't have here. So it's like, but, like, that's correct for those people who went to those schools and other people who are also at the University of Memphis who want what we had up there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, it's a void that needs to be filled. And it's like, man, we're here to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be a blessing to people. Like, people have came to my events and started business together who never knew each other. 
people who were um, came out of being met each other, had children, created beautiful families, Whoa. got married and everything like this. Like, bro, like I'm playing a role in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And people tell me that all the time, like, man, like, bro, like if it's not your event, I'm probably not going out. Like, it's okay to go to other people's events, but they already know what to expect when they come to one of my events. Yeah. So it's like, man, it's I think it was necessary for us to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. And you know what? Big shout outs to Andy. I haven't seen Andy in a while. Yes. How's Andy doing? He's doing well. Like Andy Andy had had the coronavirus. <laughs> nah, I wasn't supposed to say it is this part. Okay. But yeah, Andy's doing very well. We saw though one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy is doing very um, good. Yeah, Andy's okay. doing good though. Like everything still in motion. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have some stuff. We've been like the summer up again. Yeah. Like for real. Wow. Well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to look in that camera and tell everybody how they can attend your fabulous parties, how they can follow you on social media. Give all your handles out. My social media handles are FlyGuyTony. That's for Instagram and Twitter. I'm on both of them. I'm on Instagram all the time. You follow me, 9 to 10, I'm following back. And if you DM me, 9 to 10, I'm DMing back. I don't let nobody go on red or nothing like that. I'm talking to everybody. I got time for everybody. Like, this is how we go grow and be successful in life. I ain't too busy for nobody. So, Instagram, Fly Guy Tony. Twitter, Fly Guy Tony. Follow me on both. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Tony Smith, a.k.a. Fly Guy Tony, for yes. joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I appreciate you having me. Yes, yes. I enjoyed you today. This was a, Look I, for our part two. Hey, I'm deal. I want to do it again. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. I got to see the vibes that, you know, Tony is curating. I think I'm going to get out a little bit in 22. May 7th, this is where I need you out. I already got the event planned. It's going to be dope as hell. I got like four of the horses downtown with the horse and carriage things. Mm -hmm. So once you pay your VIP ticket, they go pick you up from your car and they go drop you off at the venue. Cute. I can't even tell you the whole layout right now. But May 7th, unless you want to hear your own girl. I, we can listen if uh, you're yeah, so willing May, to share. May 7th, I'm doing a uh, Kentucky Derby brunch in uh, Ooh, after that's going to be cute. And so I got my sponsors. We got a few sponsors already. Yeah, I can be a sponsor, sponsor as well. Yes, we could. But yeah, I got a few sponsors already. So it's, um, I haven't came up with a cool name yet. I got a lot on the plate. So I can, but it's the Kentucky Derby thing. It's Kentucky Derby thing. So we have a brunch. It's going to be a private brunch for up to 50 people. And brunch is going to be um, open bar as well. Brain Food is doing the food. Uh, I got four venues in mind. We don't matter about that. We got the live band, two DJs, mimosa bar. It's going down. So I need y'all to May 7th. In your Kentucky Derby attire. With the hats, ladies. Gloves, everything. Yes. Oh, cool. May 7th, verbally effective audience. You got to check out my guys' event. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. You guys could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and this vibe curator. Tony Smith here today. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms, Verbally Effective, and also subscribe to the YouTube as well, Ina Esco. Thank you guys once again.